0: Welcome to the Bookie Corner, a podcast about the books I read and what I have to say about them. My name is Carolina, I am your hostess, and I love books so much I dedicated a whole podcast to talking about them. All my book reviews contain spoilers unless otherwise noted, so be aware of that as you listen. Let's take a walk through these pages, shall we? Hello bookworms, welcome back to the bookie corner. My name is Carolina and I love donuts. My favorite one is the white icing and sprinkles one. Call me childish, but it brings me back to my childhood and I just love the taste of it. It's so sugary and delicious today we're going to be talking about the last mrs parish by Liv constantine the last mrs parish is an adult novel and it is in the thriller suspense and psychological fiction genres Liv constantine is the pen name of best-selling authors lynn constantine and valerie constantine their debut thriller the last mrs parish was a reese witherspoon book club selection a People magazine book of the week, a target book selection, and it is in development for television. They are national and international best-selling authors with books available in 26 countries. As Liv Constantine, they also wrote The Last Time I Saw You, which will be released on May 7th, 2019. And as Lynn and Valerie Constantine, they wrote Circle Dance. The synopsis reads, Amber Patterson is fed up. She's tired of being a nobody, a plain invisible woman who blends into the background she deserves more. A life of money and power like the one blonde-haired, blue-eyed goddess Daphne Parrish takes for granted. To everyone in the exclusive town of Bishop's Harbor, Connecticut, Daphne, a socialite and philanthropist, and her real estate mogul husband Jackson are a couple straight out of a fairy tale. Amber's envy could eat her alive, if she didn't have a plan. Amber uses Daphne's compassion and caring to insinuate herself into the family's life, the first step in a meticulous scheme to undermine her. Before long, Amber is Daphne's closest confidant, traveling to Europe with the parishes and their lovely young daughters, and growing closer to Jackson, but a skeleton from her past may undermine everything that Amber has worked towards, and if it is discovered, her well-laid plan may fall to pieces, with shocking turns and dark secrets that will keep you guessing until the very end. The Last Mrs. Parrish is a fresh, juicy, and utterly addictive thriller from a diabolically imaginative talent." As far as my thoughts go with this book, I personally don't think this book belongs in the psych thriller genre because there's not a lot that's thrilling about it in my opinion. I do think that it has some really dark themes in it and I think that it's clever in the way that it was written, but I don't necessarily think it's a psychological thriller because when you think psychological thriller, you think, oh my gosh, like all of these crazy twists and turns are gonna come at me and I'm not even gonna know what's gonna happen. Think something like Gone Girl, for example, where you just do not really know what's going to happen. You don't know what's coming. Think of it crafted in that way. This one didn't actually do that. It was exciting at times, but it wasn't something that kept me at the edge of my seat. I think a lot of that is because the book has a bit of a slow start. So the first half of it is in Amber's point of view. Amber is a really unlikable character. She is the antagonist of the story and it is obvious from the beginning it's not like the author is trying to hide that from the reader. Amber literally hates everyone around her because they happen to have a better life than what she thinks she deserves so she thinks that everybody around her because they have money they are well off and they they have better lives than she does and she deserves to have that life while everybody else around her doesn't. Amber is a con artist plain and simple. She has planted herself into the lives of uh, Daphne and Jackson Parish. So Daphne had a sister who died of cystic fibrosis and the way that Amber came into her life was going up to her at the gym saying that she was grieving the loss of her own sister who she never had, Um, saying that she died from cystic fibrosis, knowing that Daphne had charities and things dedicated for that because it was important to her. She was still grieving the loss of her sister. So she uses that to come into Daphne's life she thinks that Daphne is going to be more sympathetic and is going to open herself up more if she knows that Amber had the same situation happen to her. So Jackson Parrish is a real estate mogul, so he has a lot of money. And Amber thinks of him as her big fish, basically. She has planted herself into the lives of other people for monetary gain, and it has never panned out for her. And she obviously thinks that this is her chance to do it because she Jackson is absolutely gorgeous. Like, of course he has to be, because I mean, it always is like that, right? In in novels where the guy is really rich, he's also really good looking. So that this is the last one in her scheme. It's, the, it's Daphne Parrish, who has everything Amber wants. So she has the husband, the kids, and most importantly, the money. She thinks that money is what's going to solve all of her problems because she grew up really poor. I don't often read books where you are directly in the point of view of the antagonist which is why I enjoyed this part of the book. I think it's really cool to write on this from the point of view of the antagonist, because you don't see that very often. And I just think that's, that was really good. I think my main issue, though, is that Amber's half lasts for a really long time. And it's mostly about charity dinners and designer stuff and lunch and dinner dates. And Amber just hating everybody around her and everybody that she comes in contact with just because they have more money than she does, even though most of these people have been nothing but nice to her. And it just kind of doesn't make any sense because as a human being, you are neither 100% good or 100% bad. And it feels like Amber was very two-dimensional in this way. I felt like there was nothing nice to her There was no redeeming qualities. There was no sympathy that you could feel for her because everything that she thought was so despicable that it was very hard to connect with her. And not that this isn't what the authors intended because I believe that it was fully intended this way because of what happens in the second half of the book. But I wanted to see a little bit more dimension and a little bit more complexity to her character I feel like it was just a little bit too unrealistic for me since no one is completely good or bad. Like I said, she is a terrible person through and through. There is nothing to like about her except maybe the fact that she didn't give up on her quest of getting what she wanted. It's still just not enough for me to connect with her in any way. I disliked her simply because her character was unlikable. It wasn't because there were so many things that she could have done to be good because Amber never considers even being good. I mean, she even goes as far as becoming more educated. Like she goes to the library and she reads things that she thinks that people of class read to become more cultured. Like the Odyssey, for example, is one thing that just keeps coming up. And she thinks that by educating herself about hedge funds and all of these things that rich people are into, then she's going to attract a man to be the wife of somebody that's really rich and get what she wants but I feel like in reality a lot of people would probably be like I'm just gonna go to school and learn all of these things and like make my own way (laughs) I don't know and it was just not something that was considered by her and it just kind of bothered me because I'm like I don't know man it just it just didn't quite connect with me that all she wanted was to be someone's wife I understand wanting to be someone's wife. I get it. I get wanting all of those things, but it's the fact that this is the sole purpose of her life and it is the only thing that drives her and that she thinks is going to make her life better. It's just becoming someone's wife and being really rich, which just doesn't make sense to me. (laughs) Then about halfway through the book, We get the biggest twist, which is that Daphne has known all along that Amber was trying to con her. She knows all of her secrets. So one of her friends makes a comment once is saying, hey, Daphne, you're very taken with Amber. You need to be careful with her. And And Daphne basically says, don't get in the middle of this. You don't know what you're talking about. Amber is amazing. But in reality, what Daphne does is that she goes and she hires a private investigator to investigate amber and finds out everything about her life up until that she was on to her the entire time as far as twists go this is the biggest twist in this book and this is like the one that's spoken of as thrilling twists and turns shocking and dark secrets will keep you guessing until the very end I'm going to be honest with you, I guess that that was going to happen from the beginning. I felt that not necessarily that there was going to be a second point of view, but that Daphne was not as stupid as you thought she was. Because in the first half of the book, given that it's an Amber's point of view and it's a first person limited point of view you think, oh my gosh, I can't believe that Daphne is eating this up. Like, this is so nuts how she doesn't understand. And you keep thinking like, this is stupid. So yes, as far as that goes, sure, it was a bit of a twist, but at the same time, it wasn't like extremely thrilling to find out like, oh, now we're gonna go into Daphne's point of view and she's gonna tell us that she has known the entire time. It just wasn't as shocking as it was meant to be i think it just didn't come across that way for me personally i know of a lot of people that really really loved this book they really enjoyed it because of that and they thought that that was a really great twist and that's fair that is absolutely fair that anybody would think that it is a good twist because it's not bad necessarily it's just that i'm really hard to please so that's just how that goes so i have to say that i you know i did see the the twist coming and everything the book did get a bit more interesting because Daphne was a more complex character than Amber. Um, she, There was a lot more of her backstory and there was you know, talk about her children and how she felt trapped because she had her two kids and Jackson had control of everything and she felt like she couldn't get away. So there's a lot of complexity there where she is grieving her sister. Then she is in this awful relationship and has been in it for years. And then also not being in contact with her mother. And all of these things kind of add up to give me a more complex character. I think my main problem was that Daphne was And Daphne was in a pretty intensely abusive relationship with Jackson, and nobody knows this, right? Which is the case for most women that are abused. A lot of people just don't know that they are. And I get that. I totally understand. But I feel like he abused not only her, but also their daughters. He was just extremely verbally abusive. He was sexually abusive with her. He hit her. And the the entire time that Daphne has known that Amber is not sincere and that she's trying to... Steal her husband. Daphne knows that what she wants, what Amber wants, is to be with her husband, who is extremely abusive, and she uses Amber to be able to get away from her husband. While I understand this part of it, it also strikes me as extremely problematic. The fact that Amber and her husband start sleeping together, and she knows, like, oh my gosh, this is happening. I'm going to be able to get away. I'm going to be able to say, hey, he's cheating on me, blah, blah, blah. I'll be able to divorce him and all of this. But She knows what's going to happen to Amber. And she thinks that Amber deserves being abused because Amber is such a bad person. I find this really problematic. I, you know, I get it. Amber is a really unlikable character. I totally understand. I think she was written in a two-dimensional way where there's no depth to her character because of this, because you're just supposed to mindlessly hate her just so that when, quote unquote, things come to her, like what she deserves gets to her then you feel more satisfied about what's happening. But I can't feel satisfied about that. I can't feel satisfied about one abused woman being replaced by another abused woman. It just, it really bothered me. It bothered me back then. It bothered me now when I had to reread the story. And I think it bothered me even more now that I read it with a fresh set of eyes. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so messed up. And I am so not okay with that. I think it, well, I like a main character with a bit of gumption like Daphne, this little bit of the story doesn't make Daphne likable at all because it feels as if she thinks that the only justice Amber can get is by being abused by a man. This sends a really dangerous message that just because a woman is a bad person, she deserves to be raped and to be hit and to be abused To the point where she is at the end of the book she is described as thin and pale and i'm just like whoa hang on just a second this is so not okay regardless of how narcissistic a person is i just don't feel like that's the justice that she deserved then comes the very end of the book where Daphne then gets Jackson into trouble with the law. She walks into his office with the FBI and they put him into jail for 36 counts of wire fraud, money laundering, and tax evasion, which I just read directly from the book. And so to me, That just felt like it was thrown in there last minute and it didn't fit the story somehow because Daphne wanted to get rid of her husband from the beginning and the only way to get away was to put Amber in the middle of it so that she was the target of the abuse, which I already said how I feel about that, not gonna bring it up again, but... Now you're telling me that she had the ability to get rid of him by putting him in, in jail for doing something. I I felt a little cheated. I felt like, okay, well, he got what he wanted. Daphne got to get away and she was finally happy. But it was almost like kicking the dog while it was already dead. Like, it just doesn't... It didn't fit the story. It felt like there was no lead up to this moment. Like, we didn't realize that... Like, there there was no indication from the beginning of the story that maybe Jackson was doing something illegal whenever something this big happens like a twist like this happens in a book usually you have a little bit of lead up to it like you'll read back and you'll be like oh my gosh yeah that makes so much sense like look this is the little bit of foreshadowing that told us that that was probably going to happen we don't get any of that in the book at least none that i could see what after reading the book twice so i don't know i i felt like in the end daphne ended up turning out to be pretty unlikable as well, using Amber's past over her head instead of doing the right thing and turning her in. So Amber is not even Amber's real name. Her name was Lana Crump, and she had changed her name after having to flee from the police because she had accused a man of rape when he hadn't done anything. And then he got beat up in jail and ended up being in a wheelchair for the rest of his life because of it. She had a son with this guy and the guy just wouldn't marry her. And this is why she accused him of rape. And I mean, as despicable as that action is, I feel like the fact that it was her accusing a man of doing something that he didn't do, which is just awful. Like if Daphne already knew this, why why hold this over her head? Like send her to jail. I mean, she, she deserves to be in jail. She ran away from the police and she is a runaway from the police so she can easily be turned in and instead Daphne just gloats in her face about it and that just completely ruined Daphne's character for me. I have a feeling that that was probably not on purpose just to you know show the other side of someone who's a good person but I just didn't like that. I didn't like it at all. I didn't feel like it fit uh, Daphne's character at all. I didn't feel like it it brought anything new to the table, basically. It was like Amber 2.0, basically, just with a little bit more of a three-dimensional personality to her. Overall, the book is entertaining. It is a little bit cheesy and self-indulgent and sometimes satisfying, and, but I would have enjoyed it more had Daphne done the true right thing and put everyone in prison instead of holding things over their heads and acting every bit as unlikable as the other two main characters. And also, if there had been a little bit more foreshadowing about Jackson's unlawful dealings, it would have been really nice to see that because then that ending would have felt more as a part of the book and not something that was thrown in there. So, this is where I'm going to leave this episode today. What did you think about this book did you read it let me know what your thoughts are i am the bookie corner on instagram facebook and twitter i would also love to hear about something that you love so go find me follow me and send me a message if you agree or disagree with something that i had to say I would love to hear about it and continue a conversation. So thank you for joining me today. I will talk to you all next week. This episode of The Bookie Corner was recorded, edited, and produced by Carolina Castle. If you like what you heard, subscribe, rate, and review and tell your bookie friends about it. Follow me on social media. I am The Bookie Corner on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Thank you for joining me today and I will talk to you next time.